Time now to talk a little college football with Vic Suoto, former BYU player, now the defensive line coach at USC. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Sprint, making it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Vic, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, man. Excited. What's going on? Uh, well, not a lot of games to talk about, but plenty of other stuff to talk about in sports. And uh, curious, what is it like right now being the defensive line coach at USC? How's your job changed? How, how are the Trojans adapting to the, uh, the last month? Right, it's kind of, you know, I think everybody's all on, um, all on the same page across the country. It's, it's something new being quarantined and, and with this coronavirus deal, but um, yeah, we're just installing a new defense, uh, getting the guys, you know, ready to go, um, and understanding our culture on defense with uh, Coach Orlando, Coach Nyberg, and Coach Williams. So it's uh, a lot of new stuff uh, for the guys, but overall, just taking it one day at a time. Take us through your journey, Vic. You know, obviously you played at BYU, and then you went on to coaching and where you were coaching and how you ended up with uh, at USC because we know they had a, a coordinator change in the offseason. Yeah, so I'm originally from out here uh, right outside of San Diego and uh, played for Coach Mendenhall at BYU and played in the league for four years and bounced around to a bunch of different teams. Um, and then I actually wanted to be a radiologist after playing in the NFL. And so uh, we found this loophole where – if uh, my wife worked at BYU, I was able to get free tuition. So uh, in 2015, my wife was Coach Mendenhall's executive assistant, and I was taking uh, pre-med classes, or all my science classes that I didn't take on uh, my undergrad up in Salt Lake. And just one, one day, I was just walking by the office, and Coach Mendenhall was like, hey, you know, if you want to be a student assistant or help out with the guys you know you're you're welcome to do that um and so i i started volunteering and doing some recruiting work uh with justin anderson um in the recruiting department and then next thing i knew i just found myself more in the football facility than you know in the library so uh my time kind of you know just told me that that's kind of what I wanted to do and, and what I should be doing. And then uh, fast forward to Coach Mineral accepting the job in Virginia, uh, offered me the graduate assistant job, and then everything else is pretty much history. Our, our D-line coach at the time, uh, after nine months at Virginia, ended up going to um, Oklahoma, uh, Ruffin McNeil. So I got elevated there, and then um, the opportunity came for – USC, and um, it's something I just couldn't pass up. So you know how in Provo, everything that happens in the BYU football program can become a very big deal. There's a lot of intense interest in a tightly knit community. I don't think, yeah, I don't think Los Angeles is that tightly knit, and yet at the same time, the USC community is. So how would you compare every little thing that happens in the USC program and how it makes waves in the area? versus BYU. Did, did BYU kind of pre- prepare you for some of the intensity of USC, or is it even more intense than SC? 
Yeah, uh, you know, we haven't played any games yet, so I'm sure it'll be ramped up, you know, wins to losses during the season. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything like um, playing at BYU and and struggling at BYU. So my senior year was when we had the whole heaps and uh, uh, Riley Nelson debacle and um, we ended up, uh, our D coordinator got fired at that time. And so, yeah, I don't think there's anything like being at, at, at BYU just because um, there's so much vested interest in, in um, trying to to get the program back to you know, the season where we won the national title. So uh, I haven't seen the intense part of L.A. yet. Um, I know... I haven't seen anything yet that's as intense as, as BYU's media and, and uh, expectations, that's for sure. So considering you played just about every position at BYU except Holder, how did you end up being a defensive line coach? Yeah, uh, really it started with pass rush. Um, I played in the NFL as an outside linebacker. And then when I was helping out um, with BYU and then as a graduate assistant, I kind of ended up being the pastor specialist because that's really what I have passion for. Like, I love hitting the quarterback and, and beating offensive linemen and, and getting tackles for losses, and, and that kind of been, became my niche. And then uh, Coach uh, Ruffin McNeil was, was new to our staff and was the D-line coach. Um, and it was my job to, you know, uh, bridge that that learning curve right there. So I would teach him, and and he would teach me different things. But my job, you know, as a graduate assistant was to help out the defense. And then uh, when he left, I just became a full full time D line coach, and I played D line and coach in all system, um, knew it in and out. And as a smaller guy, I was. Probably around 245, 250, playing in a 4-5, uh, which is, you know, head up on a big off the tackle. Um, I couldn't beat guys with just pure talent. So a lot of what I used in college and what I learned in the NFL became, you know, what I taught because everything came back to techniques and fundamentals. So we were able to do a lot of really good things out in Virginia with, you know, some guys that um, were overlooked or underrated. Vic Soto joining us, former BYU football player, now the defensive line coach at USC. You referenced your, your NFL time. Uh, Green Bay, Oakland, Washington, Arizona, New Orleans, Pittsburgh. Some of those stops were pretty quick, and yet you're still in team meetings, you're still in practices. Is there anything you picked up from any of the coaches along the way, head coaches, position coaches, coordinators, whoever, in the NFL, that you, even if you didn't see it for a long time, you thought, that makes sense to me, I'm going to hold on to that, and you use it now uh, in your own career? Yeah, absolutely. I think every stop, um, regardless of how long it was, you know, um, my mind was always just to take something and learn something. Uh because as a you know as a coach now, you don't have those opportunities to be uh, professionally developing during season because you're obviously in your own season. Uh, but I felt like those four years 
uh, kind of threw me in the fire of understanding different defenses, understanding what different guys wanted, understanding, you know, the, the competitive nature of the NFL within your own position group. Uh, but I think that the biggest thing or, you know, the thing that stands out for my time in the league would probably be, or one coach would be my position coach at Green Bay, um, Kevin Green, who's a Hall of Famer now, uh, just a, a, an amazing guy. But he always had a standard of violence and, and physicality and everything that we did. And whether we liked it or not, we were going to strike. Whether we liked it or not, we were going to run and hit. And uh, that that left a huge impression on me. Um you know, with coming from Coach Mendenhall's program where everything is effort based and and you're running around and and, uh, and you're hitting but uh, when I got it when I got to Green Bay and started learning from Kevin Green it was it it brought it to life even more and so I'd say that's the biggest thing. Uh, obviously there are guys of all varying degrees of competencies in the NFL and um, some guys are there because they're they're buddies with the head coach. Uh but Kevin Green, for sure, is uh, one that stands out when I, when I look back on my short career in the league um, of guys that I draw from. So SC's not expecting you to come in here and recruit Utah kids to get them down to Los Angeles, are they? Oh, absolutely, man. I'm going across <laughs> the country and, and every island possible to find you know, the best players to help us win a title, I think. Uh, USC, you know, growing up in Southern California and watching USC and, and watching, you know, Matt Leinertz and the Carson Palmers, the Reggie Bushes, you know, Troy Pomales Jr. Sales, and, you know, that's the caliber that, that this place deserves and this place is yearning for to get back to that. And so my job, yeah, I'm going to be out in, in uh, Utah all over the place and um, just scouring the country for the best players that fit uh, USC football. So I, I don't know if you can even give us a round number. How many, and I realize everything's come to a halt here in the last month, but how many thousand miles do coaches fly, especially if you're responsible for islands, as you just mentioned? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, let's put it this way. I was... Uh, the rewards program on Marriott, and I, before when I was a GA, I was I, I didn't have anything. Um, but then after two years, it's like platinum elite. So you can imagine how many times we're staying in hotels, and um, and then you know the Delta Sky Miles has been through the roof. So yeah, a lot of a lot of. Um, Connections, a lot of a lot of long hours on planes, especially for me and, and offensive line coaches, man. Like those those planes, I swear, getting smaller and smaller. So uh, a lot of uncomfortable flights. But I would say, yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't know where to start with the number, but I just know we're we're probably in the plane more than we're actually out and at the place when we're at when we're out recruiting because we're just flying all over the place. I know they're closed now, but you have you had an opportunity to hit up your favorite Los Angeles beach? Oh, no. Oh, uh, man, no. We're uh, we're actually 
Um, we're living in Manhattan Beach, uh, two blocks from the beach. And, uh, we can't go out there. My kids are dying to, to run around um, on the sand. And honestly, my wife and I, we're dying to throw them out there and just let them run. <laughs> but uh, we haven't been able to go to see our beaches yet. So Oceanside or Manhattan Beach, Solana Beach or uh, Redondo Beach. Come on, the San Diego beaches are better. You know that. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, they're yeah. Not. I no, mean, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, Oceanside, Carlsbad, Encinitas type of guy. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> Norm Chow, have you over for dinner yet? No, not yet, but uh, I think we're in his ward, um, supposedly. So there's some rumblings that we're in, in uh, Coach Chow's ward. And if we are, then I will definitely be eating at Norm Chow's house shortly. <laughs> Vic Soto joining us, USC defensive line coach, uh, former BYU player. Uh, so you were at Virginia in 2016 as a GA, and then you had three years with the defensive line, how did Bronco build that program up? Because that first year was brutal. And this last year was really good. And you could kind of see it trending that way. So uh, if you had to put your finger on a couple things, how did the turnaround happen? Because if anybody goes back and looks at the numbers and the record over four years, really outhouse to the penthouse kind of stuff. Right. Uh, I think it first starts, and I don't I mean, this is all my opinion, but it first starts with the people. And, uh, you know, taking over a new job um, as a head coach or, you know, trying to turn around um, a business, right? It starts with who you bring in. And I think as a as a unit, as a staff, we're all together and uh, understanding that it's not, not going to be a, a day one turnaround. And we knew that before we started winning, we were going to lose. You know, we were probably going to lose a lot because the culture had to change. And so through those that first year, um, losing all those games and and obviously seeing all the negative attention, you know, it kind of just made us get closer and tighter and work even harder. And so there's no, you know, for us, there was no Orange Bowl. There wouldn't be able for the ability to, to go to the Orange Bowl this last year if there wasn't a 2-10 season. Uh, so... Believing, you know, one, having a staff that believes in what you're doing, I think is huge. Um, and two, having, uh, you know, having the years, the, the 10 or 11 years, whatever it was that Bronco was at BYU, um, having that to back it up. So when players were, were one and six and, and we go down to Virginia Tech and, and we're two and nine. You go down to Virginia Tech and get killed, fifty-four to ten. You know that those guys are riding the bus back home. Like it's it's going to happen. And believing and understanding that it that it wasn't a, an overnight thing. Um, and then the next thing I would say, offensive play was as far as the quarterback. It's uh, become more and more apparent that this game is a quarterback-driven game. Um, you know, in the NFL, they say it's a quarterback-driven league, but now it's a quarterback-driven game. Uh, so we had some really good quarterbacks. We had a transfer in uh, Kurt Benkert. I was there for two years. And then we had another transfer in, uh, in Bryce Perkins, you know, that, that, that took our offense to a different level. Uh, and then 
you know, defensively, we just started understanding our personnel, who we could get. Um, talent acquisition is huge in anything, um, any business or, uh, you know, team. So we found out the guys that we could actually get, regardless of stars, uh, that could play our brand of football. And so uh, fast forward to four years later, you know, we we had a lot of guys that no one knew about, um, guys that uh, teams had given up on. You know, Bryce Perkins, our quarterback, last year, last two years, was given the uh, was given the red light by ASU and, and was told that he couldn't play football anymore. And next thing you know, he's hurdling over defenders and scoring touchdowns for us. So, you know, we ended up finding exactly what was needed for that situation and that team and and that school, uh, and it's taken off. And so uh, I don't think anyone uh, around the, the staff table in Charlottesville was surprised by uh, the four-year turnaround. Uh, it's just what we expected and when we knew what was going to happen if we stayed together and, and uh, you know, blocked out the noise and just kept working. Well, Vic, we appreciate a few minutes. Uh, congratulations on the career move back to Southern California, and when everything gets back to uh, normal and they're playing football again, we'll be uh, we'll be following you, obviously, in the Pac-12 South. Awesome, man. Anytime. All Thank right. you. Thank you, Vic. Vic Suoto, USC defensive line coach, former BYU player.